Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It is January 24th. It's a Monday. Wake up with Ray G. Before we get started, everybody, I don't care where you're at. I don't care if you're listening to the show via the podcast. If you're here live, good morning to you. We're happy you're here live. If you're watching it on replay, if you're watching it two days later, just round of applause for the football. Just just round of applause for the NFL. This, I, I, am, I am not trying to overreact. We completely switched the show up. We were supposed to go through Mel Kuyper's mock draft today. We bump that shit to tomorrow. We will get to the mock draft tomorrow because what we witnessed this past weekend, I've been, ever since I was a little boy, man, like I've loved football, loved it. Like I've told this story before. I remember being five years old, five, six years old and asking for a a football locker thing for Christmas. I've just loved football. I, I remember I cried when I was too young to join Pop Warner um, and my mom did some stuff and we used to just play. Like I've, I've never been more captivated by storylines, by quarterback play, by last second heroics, last second drama, like I was this past weekend in the NFL. I, I, every game, Tennessee, Cincinnati, uh, San Francisco, Green Bay, the Rams versus the Bucks, and then of course what we witnessed last night, just round of applause for football, I mean, I've got, literally, I've got, like, goosebumps thinking about just, oh, it's over, or, there's no way, or can this kid, can this guy bring this team back, and what, th- there's just, we had to bump the show, because we've got to talk about, there's so much stuff to talk about, the fallout of these games, just an unbelievable weekend of football, just absolutely incredible, and it doesn't hurt that I hit one of those five big, flex plays on prospects and cashed out last night that didn't hurt either but just an, an amazing weekend of football and I can't wait to hear what y'all think because I, I think there's going to be some shifts in how we view players what we think about guys moving forward so I, I'm just excited uh Jay how are you this morning man I'm good bro I'm good you know uh, I was telling you before the show this is the best I've felt to do a show in like weeks and then you know it's it stems from last week you know I was a little bit sick but this week just what we saw last night, um, truly history. Uh, I don't think I've seen a better weekend in football, period. A lot of people point to championship week as the real Super Bowl. We have two phenomenal games, but we are never, we, we may, well, I'm not going to say never, we may never have a football weekend where we have four games decided by the final play in each game. Just phenomenal from top, top to bottom, every team involved. But that nightcap, was the Super Bowl. And I don't really think there's any ifs, ands, or buts about it. There shouldn't be a better game this season, but there's three more, so we'll see. But I don't expect to see a better game this season, that's for sure. 
Yeah, man. Um, I, I don't even, it's like, it's, it's hard because I want to start with last night, but last night was the, 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 the cap of it, right? That was just the, that was the, that was just incredible, right? Two quarterbacks, two of the top quarterbacks that we view just in the NFL, dynasty fantasy football, redraft fantasy football doesn't matter. Like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are nuts, man. Those two, they're, they're just they said what four touchdowns were scored in the last minute and a half of football. Four touchdowns. Yeah, a, we'll get there. We'll get there. Let's let's take a step back because while the euphoria of last night is still running hot and heavy, um, we did have two really good games on Saturday night, and it and it started off with uh, Tennessee and Joe Burrow, and then it ended with Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Garoppolo. So, Jay, I just want to take it. I, I, I let's start with Aaron Rodgers. And Jimmy Garoppolo, because I want to I want to talk about Joe Shiesty in a minute. And please, Jay, be monitoring the comments. If, if there's dope stuff that comes across the screen, don't don't feel like you can't just interrupt me and, and drop it because I want to make sure this is an engaging conversation. So we watched uh, the, the San Francisco 49ers. I, I didn't think there was any way in hell they were going to beat Green Bay in Lambeau Field at home. Freezing cold temperatures. Jimmy Garoppolo had never started a game or played a game and less than or started a game and with temperatures less than 40 degrees. Um, you know, we didn't know if Nick Bosa was going to play the concussion. He gets out there. He's playing. Fred Warner looked like he was done for the year. He's out there playing. Right before the game was announced, uh, the 49ers had lost like another cornerback and they were starting Richard Sherman and somebody else. When you look at Green Bay's final, just like, let's just look, let's box score scout right here. The only players to catch passes, more than one ball for Green Bay. Jay, do you know this? Did you did you watch and, and pay attention to that game? Did you know there were only two players in that game to catch more than one pass? Two. That's I, it for I Green didn't Bay. know that, but I know it's Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. I know the, that's the answer. Two players. They both caught nine passes apiece. Other than that, Lazard had one reception. Mercedes Lewis had one reception. Nobody else caught a pass. Nobody. Nobody else caught a pass. Aaron Rodgers completed 20 passes to two damn players for the most part. Um, he finished the game 225. He was sacked five. What's interesting about this game I think we just were assuming throughout the entire game that Jimmy Garoppolo was going to lose it at some point, that Jimmy G was going to blow the game and Aaron Rodgers was going to do what Aaron Rodgers always does and methodically march the ball down the downfield, just dicing that San Francisco defense scoring and winning. But when you look at what Aaron – like his QBR was 19. He was sacked five times in this game. If I, if, if I asked anybody watching – who was sacked more in the game? Immediately, I'm thinking Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, it seemed like he was sacked the first five drives, right? Every every drive to start the game, Jimmy Garoppolo was holding on to the ball. The offensive line could not do anything with Green Bay's front, and it seemed like Jimmy Garoppolo was on the ground. He was sacked four times compared to Aaron Rodgers' five sacks, which when you, when you look at the stats, I'm like, how did that happen, right? Jimmy Garoppolo, 131 yards. Jimmy G is just he's, – he's just – He's just holding on. He's riding the ship. And I'm going to say this about Jimmy Garoppolo. As a Cowboys fan who had to suffer through Quincy, Quincy Carter, Drew Henson, Chad Hutchinson, Vinny Testaverde, all these random quarterbacks, John Kitna, all these terrible quarterbacks, I'm not saying that Jimmy G is some world beater, 
But y'all better hope and pray that Trey Lance is the savior that you think he is. Because you can do a hell of a lot worse than Jimmy Garoppolo, all right? I'm just, I see so many people dunking on Jimmy Garoppolo. He's terrible. He's a terrible quarterback. Can't wait to get Trey Lance in there. I, too, am high on Trey Lance. But you better be careful thinking the grass is always greener on the other side. Jimmy Garoppolo, for whatever reason, when he gets in the playoffs, the dude knows what he's doing. He, he does enough to help propel that team. And I know it's a team effort, but y'all just better hope Trey Lance is the goods like you like you say he is because I feel like 49ers quarterback fan, 49ers fans have been spoiled. Y'all have had some pretty good quarterback play outside of a year or two uh, in the San Francisco organization since the Steve Young, Jeff Garcia, Joe Montana, Alex Smith days, Colin Kaepernick. So I think 49ers fans better just be a little careful about just ready to oust Jimmy Garoppolo. But when you watch this game, man, I mean, Aaron Jones, nothing. What what has happened to Aaron Jones? What's ha- I mean, he was uh, he got paid like one of the top running backs in the NFL. They don't really run him. AJ Dillon gets hurt. Aaron Jones saved his day with a long seventy five yard reception and catching nine passes. This team and, and Jay, I've been saying it for the longest period of time. I didn't think Aaron Rodgers was going to leave Green Bay. I I truly thought his season was going to end in SoFi Stadium uh, playing for a Super Bowl. And the more that this goes on, man, and and listening to Rodgers' comments after the game, I think they've got some cap issues. They've got a bunch of people they need to pay. And he's like, he flat out said, I do not want to be a part of a rebuild. I'm not going to be a part of a rebuild. Don't want, I have no interest in being part of a rebuild. You know, Devontae Adams and Derek Carr played together at Fresno State and were pretty damn good during their time in college. And I know that was a long time ago, but what's Green Bay go? Where do they go from here? You've signed Aaron Jones to this deal. I don't know when they can get out of that contract. I believe he signed that last year. Devontae Adams is not signed to a deal. Now they can franchise tag him, but. I, I mean, what do you do? Adams is, what, 28, 29? Aaron Rodgers, 37 years old? If you have these guys, and if you have this one of these three core members in Dynasty, I, I don't know how you're feeling today, man. Like, for me, I'd be ready to get off of Aaron Jones. Um, Devontae Adams is an absolute monster, best wide receiver in the NFL, or one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. I think there's an argument to be made. We saw three other great ones last night. Um, but what are your thoughts on Green Bay, how this situation is going to play out? And, oh, yeah, by the way, they lost. San Francisco blocks a punt. Robbie Gold, perfect in the playoffs, nails a field goal in the cold, 40-something yards out, and San Francisco does the improbable. You know, it was like they had to sneak into the playoffs damn near, and they've just taken down the Dallas Cowboys. They've taken down the Green Bay Packers, and now they find themselves in another NFC Championship game with Jimmy Garoppolo at the helm. A, a last-second field goal. Again, this was probably the least exciting of the games, but still, late-game dramatics. A block punt, a block punt, and then a Robbie Gold field goal to put Green Bay out of the playoffs. Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. I mean, what, where, where does Green Bay go from here, and what do you do if you have Rodgers, if you have Adams, if you have Aaron Jones? Like, I have no clue what's going on in Green Bay moving forward, man. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, really devastating loss for Packers fans, Packers faithful, but it comes down to their special teams let them down. You know, it's been the crux for them all season long, and ultimately, the 49ers capitalized on a great play. You know, they blocked the punt, they scored the touchdown. Uh, Ricardo was talking about how the defense bailed out Jimmy. 
that's, you know, somewhat true. When it came down to the end of the game, uh, I saw a stat. I forgot who ended up posting it. But the 49ers actually had a negative EPA per play for the entire game, running the ball, passing the ball. These guys on offense were not expected to score a single point, and basically they didn't. But when it came down to it, it came down to Debo Samuel, right? And I was telling you that it was Bill Barnwell who posted a play from the 2019 game that they ran with Raheem Mostert. And it was the exact same play that they ran with Debo Samuel to ultimately ice the game. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw the clip as well with Robbie Gold, where he was hitting he was hitting the field goals and warmups while the Packers were being introduced, basically getting ready for that moment, ultimately uh, winning that game for them. And it's crazy because Robbie Gold, people who don't know, he used to play for the Bears, right? How fitting is it for a former Bear that the Bears fans hated for years to do them a solid and eliminate their blood rival Green Bay Packers in the playoffs. Rodgers, again, does not get it done in the postseason. Um, it's it's interesting, you know, like Rodgers' legacy now is becoming more of a can't-get-it-done-in-the-playoffs type of situation than a he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. As great as he is in the postseason, right? It's kind of It's kind of like what happened to Peyton Manning in some respects, where Peyton Manning is the regular season MVP, but in the playoffs he couldn't beat Tom Brady. He couldn't necessarily win all the big games. And I'm curious to see if maybe Rodgers goes down that path as he goes further into his career. But again, if he goes to a better team, maybe he has more success. But ultimately, if you're only throwing the ball to two guys, like, what is this? Is this the Vikings offense we're watching right now? Throwing you know to the running it, back, throwing to your alpha wide receiver? You know what it reminded me of to a certain degree, man? It was, uh, do you remember uh, the NBA? This was years ago. God rest his soul, Kobe Bryant. I think it was when the Lakers were playing the Suns and everybody was like bitching about Kobe shooting the ball. And then he went out there and he didn't shoot at all. He was just like, y'all do it, y'all do it. Rodgers, that last throw to Adams was straight YOLO ball. Like he wasn't looking at anybody else because replay, Alan Lazard was wide open in the middle of the field and he just cocked it back. Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. Um, and, and just it just heaved it down into double coverage. My question, man, I, I get all that about the game. Uh, how much longer does Aaron Rodgers have? Like, I I, I don't want him in Dynasty. I don't I I, I don't want him. Um, I, I don't I don't really particularly want Aaron Jones. I guess Devontae Adams if he teams up with there. It's just so much uncertainty. And I agree, San Francisco's defense is amazing. But, uh, again, uh, at some point, J- just when you think Jimmy Garoppolo has has completely lost it, because I'm watching, I was like, they're going to put Trey Lance in. He just does one yeah. or two things where you're like, all right, good throw, Jimmy. I don't know how you got it in there, but good throw. <laughs> it This this was the most, uh, honestly, I was most shocked and surprised by this one. I, I, had, I did not think San Francisco would cover, let alone beat Green Bay, um, at home in those temperatures, and then if you told me Green Bay was only going to get one touchdown pre the game, there's no way. And the first I, drive, they go down the field and score, and San Francisco holds them the shuts rest them out. of the game. I mean, no touchdown. I, I would not. I I would have bet the house. I was like, there's no way. There's no way yeah. at home. This is Aaron Rodgers' house, man. Like, I don't know, man. It was um, yeah. Debo Samuel, amazing. Elijah Mitchell, clearly the bell cow. Uh, for this yep. team, I, I think I think we can move forward confidently with Elijah Mitchell penciled in as the starting running back for San Francisco in 2022. I think there's some sneaky potential with the Jawan Jennings. I know he didn't do much in the game, but he's always on the field. I mean, you know, uh, uh, Brandon Ayuk, one target in this game. I, I, 
I don't know what it is with Ayuk. I like Ayuk, but clearly it ain't vibing with what they want to do well. Um, more of a decoy. He's got his weeks here and there. Maybe it changes with Trey Lance. Um, but I do still think my question to you is if San Francisco makes it to the Super Bowl, do oh, they no. dump Jimmy Garoppolo? Do you think this is my favorite question? And this is okay, caveat. This is the only reason why I want San Francisco to win. I want to see Jimmy G make it to the Super Bowl. And if heaven forbid he wins, he beats Kansas City, he beats Cincinnati. How the hell do they throw him out for Trey Lance? I don't know. I just I, I just need this level of chaos in my life. You love chaos, but too. You a, love a question chaos. in the comments from David, who's more likely to be the starter next season, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay or Jimmy G in San Francisco? Because I, I think it's people are going to say Rodgers. They're going to say, oh, it's got to be Rodgers, got to be Rodgers. But Jimmy G's story isn't written yet. It's not over. He's still out there throwing the only route he can complete, the like seven-yard slant dig, whatever you want to call it. I can't believe the Packers let him complete that pass over and over and over. It was only like three or four or five times. But every time they needed the play, whether it was Kittle, whether it was Debo, that short dig route over the middle was wide open. And it was the only play he could make the whole game. But I need that. Like, I need need. If you're I need asking Jimmy me who's got a better chance to start for their respective team next year, I think it's Jimmy Garoppolo. I think yes! he's got a better chance in 2022 to be starting for San Francisco than at this point Aaron yes! and Green. I don't know. We got to move on. Um, great, great end of that game. And the King returned. So good. The King returned in Tennessee. I don't know if y'all saw the intro where Derrick Henry came out and the crowd went wild. Like, Go watch that 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 Twitter clip. Chills, right? They were like, and back the king. And the stadium just goes nuts. And Derrick Henry comes out, big number 22. Like, it, it felt like if you were a fan of wrestling back in the day when it was still the WWF, and then you just hear the the the, the glass break and it's stone cold. Well, or, did you or, see the uh the video that Titans posted on Twitter? Uh-uh. So I don't, I, because I'm not a wrestling fan, I don't get the reference, but it was the video of The Rock and Vince McMahon, and he was like, oh, go look. And then it was Derrick Henry coming out of the tunnel. I don't oh, yeah, know that's, who the wrestler oh, yeah, is coming the, out of the, the tunnel. The Rock, the Rock versus Stone Cold Saga was like Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa chasing home runs. I mean, that, that storyline was probably one of the best, outside of some old Brett the Hitman Hart and, 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 and Ric Flair, Sting. But when you're talking about kind of like, new age my era of wrestling that was like that that was the rivalry right there but that's what it felt like like the stadium went nuts dude when henry came out and he didn't do much i mean he looked fine um deontay foreman looked good the the thing with this one from tennessee is ryan Tannehill was bad i mean (laughs) he was bad first throw of the game pick first throw of the second half pick 20 seconds left in the game, tries to fit it into Russell Westbrook, picked. That, the, throwing to what Russell Westbrook is not a good idea. Picked off. Cincinnati's got 30 seconds left, and Joe Shiesty, Joe Cool, Joey Buckets, Joey B, Joey Badass, whatever you want to call him, the young king, Joe Burrow, to Jamar Chase, 17 yards, Evan McPherson, rookie fifth-round kicker. People were pulling out receipts saying Cincinnati was having one of the worst drafts of NFL history, going wide receiver at five, taking a kicker in the fifth round. And apparently, rumor was Evan McPherson said, 
we're going to the AFC title game, goes out there, booms a 52-yarder, and if you watch the replay, as soon as he kicked that shit, he turned around and was like, money. Like, yep. yo, what? A, what? Just Money Mac? Just madness. A.J. Brown catching one-handed back shoulder fades. Like I said, Deontay Foreman balling out. T. Higgins balling out. Jamar Chase. I mean, dude, the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line was wrecked by Jeffrey Simmons in Tennessee. Nine sacks in the game for Tennessee. I believe it was the first time in NFL playoff history a quarterback was sacked nine times and won the game. Joe freaking Burrow, man. From his time at LSU, not just not in 2019, but the end of 2018, going into 2019, putting up the most prolific offense in college football history, Heisman Trophy winner, number one overall pick, shreds his knee, comes back, 500 yards. He's going to win NFL Comeback Player of the Year. He's going to win that. He will beat Dak Prescott, and he's going to win that award. Jamar Chase is going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. And the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be a MFing problem for years to come. If they can keep T. Higgins, if they can keep that core together, continue to build that de- that offensive line, continue to add pieces to that defense, they are going to be a problem. And I'm sorry, Cleveland Browns fans, it's a wrap. It is an absolute wrap in Cleveland because the AFC North runs through Cincinnati. You still got to deal with Lamar Jackson. Uh, that is... Listen, another, just another, I, I don't know what else there is to say. Like, Tennessee should be wise to start looking at one of these young quarterbacks to replace Tannehill. Yep. Tannehill, who is who he is, man. Like, I love the story from collegiate wide receiver to first-round pick to pretty good his rookie year to absolutely terrible to rehabilitating his career in Tennessee, getting a bag, playing well, but ultimately it's Ryan freaking Tannehill, man. You're not, and I've said it all year. I've been, I thought Tennessee was overrated. I thought they were overrated. Yep. Great defense, fantastic defense. Offensively, when you've got those type of weapons and you're scared to throw the ball, like it, it's, it, what's the difference between Tannehill and Jimmy Garoppolo? What's the difference? They're the same quarterback. The difference is the quarterbacks that are moving forward outside of Jimmy G are just dynamic, man. I, I don't know what else it, what, what did you think about that one? So in my opinion, honestly, if if I'm just evaluating the game as, a, as it, I saw it, I think they used Derrick Henry way too much. Like in my opinion, Deontay Foreman looked like the better running back. I, I get the comeback story, but I actually bet the under for Derrick Henry in this game because I just didn't believe that he was going to be able to sustain the work and perform at the highest level simply because it's just not realistic based on the injury that, that he had. Now, again, he looked fine in moments, and there was definitely plays that Foreman broke that I think Henry could have broke as well, and maybe it just didn't break that way for Henry in the game. But you look at the way they played this game, they really played it not to win. Like They, they, they played to lose this game overall. Tannehill, the mistakes just kept piling up for him. He just played god-awful. But when you have a team like the Bengals, my biggest fear right now is just – what are they going to do in the red zone? Because every time you thought they may score a touchdown, they may, you know, start to get away from this game a little bit. Joe Burrow got sacked in the red zone. Like, and he wasn't getting sacked for five yards or eight yards. He was getting sacked almost out of field goal range. And Evan McPherson is kicking 40, 50 yard field goals that should have been from the 20 or 30 yard line. And so again, we'll see. Tennessee defense is great. They, did they deserve to be here? Sure. But again, their division is just god awful. Like, it's just terrible. 
Ryan Tannehill, does he have to go? I don't know. Julio probably has to go. Well, like, what do you do with Julio if you're the Titans? You know, we don't really want him in fantasy. He's hurt half the year, only yeah. scored one touchdown. In this game, he was okay, six for 62. But, I mean, like, you just look across the board. I almost feel bad for Derrick Henry because that dude is this entire team. Like, he just is. And so, wh- what do you do with, if you're the Titans? But the Bengals, man, they're, they're a problem. Like, they could walk into this draft, go full what? Matt Rule, dude. all defense. Two, two and they're gonna years be ago, two years ago, they were drafting 101. Last yep. year, they were drafting 105, like this past year. And they're in the AFC title game. Yeah. I, I said it last week. I said it last week. I don't care how many generational defensive, offensive linemen, defensive back, defensive end, running back talents there are in an NFL draft class. I do not care. It can be Lawrence freaking Taylor. If you do not have a quarterback, you cannot win. You can't. And I'm not saying you have to draft said quarterback, but if you pass on a quarterback or a potential franchise quarterback in the draft, you better have a plan in place to go find a veteran player to come in and lead your team. Because you need cats like, like I'm watching Joe Burrow thinking as a Dallas Cowboy fan, if we had Joe Burrow back there, man, like, I would just have so, so much, and I love so that. Where Prescott. are you at with Joe Burrow? Where Where are you at with Joe Burrow? Let's I, Let's have that quick conversation with the people of where Where are you at I, with I Joe Burrow in, in ranking? Are, you, are you still there though? He's Which, top are, five. Are you prisoner of the moment. Top I, five. No, I'm not prisoner. I've been saying it. If I had to rank, and we're talking dynasty fantasy football, NFL doesn't matter. My top five yeah. quarterbacks in the NFL: Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, one A, one B. However you want to rank yep. them. I think those two quarterbacks, just in my opinion, are in a tier of their own. I think they are tier 1A quarterbacks. Right underneath that, there's like upper – there's no uppercase and lowercase. Roman numeral (laughs) one and then whatever numbers the system is called now. What is this? What metric system do we use? What are we doing? Uh, Whatever. The the number one. Underneath that is Justin Herbert, and it's it's Justin Herbert, and it's Joe Burrow – those two guys. I would take Burrow over Kyler Murray. I would take Burrow over Lamar Jackson. Yep. I would take it, yep. it's it's those two in that tier. It's Herbert and 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 Joe Burrow. And I've said it last week. I want him over Kyler. I want him over Lamar Jackson. I want that dude. And once they can figure out a way to protect his ass, it only gets better from there to grow with these young wide receivers. It's incredible, man. Um, Derrick Henry still looks good. Like I, I know he's twenty eight. He's somebody I've talked about. Dynasty, I'll just ride that tank into the dirt. Like, I think he's going to give us two more elite seasons, and then after that, we'll start to see maybe a decline. He's still good, man. I mean, the dude hadn't played – he didn't play football in, what, 10 weeks? I mean, 10 weeks of not playing football, you're going to be a little rusty. They really couldn't open anything up for him. But I will say, sneaky Dynasty by Deontay Foreman. Think if the Atlanta Falcons would have signed Deontay Foreman over a Mike Davis or the Miami Dolphins had Deontay Foreman over a Miles Gaskin. I'm not saying he's some world beater, top 15 type running back. When you're talking about somebody I think could be a legitimate RB2 in in fantasy football next year, if he can get a starting job somewhere – I like Deontay Foreman a lot. I think he's shown a lot. Uh, you don't want to invest. I'm not in advocating you get some four-year fucking mega deal, right? But if somebody brought him in to be a veteran running back, two-year deal, like something like Mike Davis got, 
I like Deontay Foreman. He looks good. He actually looks like a really good compliment to Derrick Henry, but I'd like to see him maybe get an opportunity to go somewhere and play next year. Julio Jones washed. A.J. Brown, amazing. Um, I mean, he never left my top five dynasty wide receivers. I know a lot of people said that, but still top five dynasty wide out. I'm not taking him over Chase. I'm not taking him over Justin Jefferson. I'm not doing that. Um, But I think when you're talking right after that, you've got Tyreek Hill. You've got A.J. Brown. Uh, Yeah, of course. Sure. I like it. I love it. I take him over C.D. Lamb, and I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. They need. I'm not a fan of Ryan Tannehill, man. I I think this team is hamstrung by Ryan Tannehill. just not good. They need some weapons at tight end. They have no no ancillary weapons to throw to. It's like AJ Brown, Derrick Henry, or bust. And it's yeah. Julio Jones is just done, man. I'm I'm done with Julio. No freaking thank you. No interest whatsoever. Now the next game, Jay, just started off. First of all, let me be honest with y'all. So I'm sitting at the house, and two o'clock rolls around, and I'm watching the Chiefs versus the Bills. And McCall Hardman muffs a punt. I'm checking my prize picks like, damn, man, Travis Kelsey doesn't get in the end zone. McCall Hardman scores. Uh, Josh Allen running the ball. And, like, I'm looking on Twitter, and everybody's talking about Tom Brady. And I'm like, why would they? And I'm talking to the TV. I'm like, why would they put both of these games on at the same time? This is dumb. Jay, I'm sitting there watching the damn replay of the 2020 (laughs) AFC title game. I had to flip to the to the yeah man. I had to flip to Tampa Bay. You were you were missing. I was it? watching it like watching it. I sw- flipped to the other game. It's the second quarter. I'm thinking, what the hell? Oh happened? my god! Yeah, wh- where was I at? So you man? tuned in. What was it like? 10, 10 nothing or, or yeah, 10 man. To three, I mean, I, McCall had muffed a punt, and 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 then they throw it to him at the end zone. I'm thinking, why would you not throw to Kelsey there? Everybody's talking about Tom Brady getting. I'm like, what? Why would they do? I'm watching the damn 2020 at. Just neither here nor there. Finally, switch over to the Rams game. And it's 17-3. It's 17-3. And I'm like, oh, it's a wrap. It's a wrap, right? Like, nothing. Tom Brady, no time to throw. Uh, I'm I'm just watching the energy, the vibe. It's sunny. Feels good. It's in Florida. Much better vibe than watching the 2020 AFC title game, I'll tell you that. And checking your bets, getting pissed off in the game. It, It Neither here nor there. Rams, complete domination, right? Um, that's what we thought. And then all of a sudden, fumble by Cam Akers at the goal line. Fumble. Cam Akers looks let, Let's get this out the way first. Cam Akers looks good. He looks explosive. But when you haven't played football all year long and you don't tackle in practice, you don't get hit, like he literally has not been hit since like last year, right? Really, I mean... And if you go back to his first game back, he put the ball on the ground in his return game. And they said he was down, but he put the ball on the ground in his first game back. He puts the ball on the ground twice this game. And they were like devastating fumbles, right? They, yep. were, they at least had three on the board when he fumbled at the one. Then he fumbles towards the end of the game. Cooper Cup fumbles the ball. Matt Stafford yep. fumbled the ball and got it back at the end. But somehow, someway, Tom Brady... And whatever deal he made with the devil got him back in that game. I was watching Ozark last night, and uh, Darlene Snell said something, and she was like, I would save him or I would have done something, but I'm not sure the devil would have come up from hell himself and saved somebody. Like, Tom Brady made some pack somewhere, some voodoo pack, because there was no way Tampa Bay should have got back in this game, and damn it, they did. They tied the game up. Lombardi Lenny ties it up, and... I think everybody was like Tom Brady's going to the, to the NFC title game, like hundred percent, like a hundred, like he's 
Like, this is, we've seen this story play out too many times. McVeigh looked terrified, shell shocked on the side. Like, you're watching them after Cam Akers fumbled that ball. And I'm like, it's even my wife was, the game was like, it was like 13 to 27. And she's like, Tom Brady's going to come back. We all know this. And I'm like, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Get out of here. You're ruining my football experience. And all of a sudden, it's tied up. Like, boom, boom, boom. Tampa Bay's back. Big balls, Matt Stafford. I, I I have no clue, no clue what Todd Bowles was thinking. Sending a corner blitz and leaving Cooper Cup in the slot, essentially man-to-man with Antoine Winfield Jr., who had been out, and Cooper Cup just blazed him. Matt Ryan put yep. the ball on the money, Got him down Matt there with Stafford. The, Come Matt on. Stafford. Come on. Sorry. Give him some Not Matt Ryan. Not Matt Ryan. Matt's everyone Not knows what Matt I'm talking Ryan. about. Doesn't matter. Puts the ball on the money to Cooper Cup, and that's ball game. And now there's speculation about Tom Brady maybe retiring. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm watching and I'm like, does he really want to do this again? I think Tampa Bay's in trouble. I think their window, in oh. my opinion, I think that's it for their window. Um, we don't know what's gonna happen with Chris Godwin. Gronk, another year older. Brady, another year older. I think Bruce Arians lost a lot of credibility with how he handled some shit with that team this year, man. Slapping players in the head. Antonio Brown was a nutcase, but they definitely could have used AB. Um, I just think they relied on Tommy so much. And I, I, I think that's closed. I Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe with Tom Brady, your window's never closed. But it feels like... When Seattle didn't run Marshawn Lynch, and we all knew that was their window, like it closed, it feels like Tampa Bay's window is closed. I, I, I just the NFC is going to get stronger and stronger. The the Rams are going to be better. The Niners are going to be better. You still have to deal with the Dallas Cowboys. I, th- their division is probably pretty easy, and now apparently the Saints aren't sure if Sean Payton's coming back. I, I just don't know, man. I, I look at that team and think, man. The, I, they're just missing something. Like there's, they need playmakers, and maybe if they had Chris Godwin yep. and Antonio Brown, but I don't know. Just a, a, a devastating loss for Tampa Bay. Uh, the Rams almost choked on that one. What were your thoughts on that one? Because again, in any other weekend, that's game of the year, right there. Tom Brady leading them back, tying it up. Matt Stafford bombed the Cooper Cup. Any other game, Odell Beckham had a good game. Akers, 24 carries for like 50 yards. He didn't do much, but it's good to see him back. What were your thoughts on that one, and what do you think about Tampa Bay moving forward? Tampa's definitely in trouble. Um, You know, you see how Tom looks when he doesn't have all the weapons around him. That's a bit of a problem, right? Like, we saw what happened in New England. Now we're kind of seeing the same thing in Tampa Bay. When he doesn't have all the weapons around him, he's not quite able to get it done. And that's no slight to Tom Brady. You know, we're talking about Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. They have all-world guys on the outside making plays for them as well. So let's not pretend like that's not the case for those guys either. But I'm curious to see what happens. You know, I think it comes down to who's available this free agency because we know that Tom Brady can recruit. And I'm not going to doubt that by any stretch, regardless of what happens with Bruce Arian and, you know, Byron Leftwich potentially leaving. I still think Tom Brady can recruit players. I don't think Leonard Fournette's going anywhere. I think he saw success with Tom Brady in this offense. So no reason for him to leave. But he is a free agent, you know, so we'll see what kind of happens to him. Mike Evans will be there, of course. Chris Godwin, with the injury, could be affordable for the Bucs. But again, it, it just comes down to is can Tom Brady recruit enough guys to run it back? Where I don't think he's going to retire, it's because it's like, how is he going to go out with something like that happening? The, 
the Bucks did not deserve to be in that game by any stretch. You know, it, it ended up becoming a game, but the Rams really did take it to them, especially in that first half. You know, they almost blew it. Um, but that uh, for the love of the game route, as Cooper Cup and and uh, the Rams call it, I, other than the show sheet, hilarious that a meaningless fly route is called a for the love of the game. And you have the triple crown leader at the end of a game running a meaningless fly route that ultimately ends up sealing the game is just hilarious to think about. That's That was the play call. Cooper Cup's job was to clear out for guys underneath. And turns out he was the guy who was wide open, surprised as hell, and Matt Stafford just bombs it to him and game's over. Um, but crazy, crazy game. I, but I think you're right. Like, But where I think people need to remember, like the Saints really are a quarterback away from being a very, very good football team and a team that beat the Bucs twice this year. Yeah. And so you have to keep that in mind as well. Like as good as the NFC is, that division won't be a slouch forever. And a couple of those teams are probably a quarterback away. And we can say that about a lot of teams. But the Saints in particular, I, like, I, I see the reports, but Sean Payton is not, he's not leaving New Orleans. He, he loves New Orleans. He's not leaving. So we'll see about that. But the defense is locked and loaded. And we've seen a lot of, a lot of mocks seeing quarterbacks mocked to the Saints. And I think it's a great spot for a quarterback to go because they really are a quarterback away. Brady, oh, we'll see. I, I, think, I think the way this went down, Brady will do everything he can to get Godwin back. I think if they were a little bit more successful, Maybe they let him go, thinking that they can replace him in some respects. But the way they lost, Brady knows he needs Godwin back. And I think they're going to do everything they can to retain him because of how important he is to that offense. And I think it's going to be great for fantasy. But where the Bucks go beyond that, I'm not really sure because I think they have a lot more holes, especially in the secondary, that they have to address. Yeah, man, Tom Brady's QBR was 14. I mean, I know he threw for 308, uh, 329, um, one touchdown, one interception, passer rating 72. Matt Stafford was balling, man. You know, QBR 67, two touchdowns, no interceptions, two sacks. Um, Akers, again, 24 carries. I wonder how much McVay sticks with him um, moving forward. I mean, he's put the ball on the ground three times in the past two weeks. Can't do yeah. that, man. And he almost, he, even after they won, they showed Cam Akers and he just looked disgusted, right? But that's what happens yep. when you haven't played football, like really played football in a while. Um, I think McVay is overusing him. I, I think he's fine. I'm not worried. Everything that I've read about his Achilles, it, it is like what they did with him is like cutting edge and it was like a clean Achilles tear. They tested his like force and pre like it's stronger now than it was pre-injury. Like I'm not worried about that. I just, I think you probably should use Sony Michelle a little bit more and let Cam Akers have his offseason, get ready. Evans, <sighs> Gronk, Fournette, Miller, Tyler Johnson, Wolf, uh, I just... It seems like this team, as constructed, I don't think they do it, man. I, I think this was, no. and they shouldn't have been in this one. I, I, I just, I don't think they do it. And if you have Tom Brady and and these guys in Dynasty, if Brady's not there, I mean the backup is Blaine Gabbert and Kyle Trask. They really need to think about, or maybe Bruce Arians is like, if Tom, if if Tom leaves, I'm leaving. You know what I mean? Maybe it's complete. Yeah, just, I think so rebuild and even if they get Godwin back he's not back to what the middle of the season he's gonna start the season on the pup list I don't know I just I, I think that was it I think we saw the last of that run and I do think yeah. Antonio Brown had a lot to do with like they 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 built a game plan around using those three weapons and not having those guys it was just evident that that Brady was trying to do he had to do it all I mean the lob to Leonard Fournette was beautiful uh, Mike Evans, Dustin, Jalen Ramsey. This is going to be a great matchup. San Francisco versus L.A. 
You know San Francisco's had their number. I think McVay's like 0-4 against them in their last four meetings. Um, those games yep. are always good. And I just – I'm not putting anything past Kyle Shanahan, that defense, and Jimmy Garoppolo making a throw amongst a series of bad ones. Another great matchup. Matt Stafford seems to be running hot. And they've already started, like, blocking ticket sales for people outside of L.A. You can't even buy tickets. Like, <laughs> they, they, like think about what the Rams have potentially. Home game this weekend in SoFi. And if they take care of the Rams, home game in the Super Bowl. I mean, yep. it's going to be – I grew up Vegas, spent a lot of time in L.A. It's going to be insane. All the stars are going to be out this Sunday. This is going to be must-watch. Odell, baby. I'm must excited. Must-watch TV. It's, it's incredible. But, Jay, we, 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 we've waited long enough to talk about what we saw last night. Patrick Mahomes – let me just ask the question. Which quarterback would you rather have? Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen? I, I'm talking at fantasy, NFL, doesn't matter. Which quarterback would you rather have moving forward for, for your team? I think it's still Patrick Mahomes. I really do. And, and it's not necessarily because he won the game. I think that Patrick Mahomes had to do more for his team to win than Josh Allen did. You know, both quarterbacks had 90-plus QBRs. That's both quarterbacks... Say that again. Both quarter. Both quarterbacks had 90-plus QBRs. Josh Allen, 90.3. Patrick Mahomes, 96 out of 100. That's insane. Both, both quarterbacks had That's over insane. 60 rushing yards and led their teams in rushing. Both quarterbacks <laughs> threw for over 300 yards and three touchdowns. Like, what we saw yesterday was literally a best-on-best best track meet of two of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history. And I don't and I honestly don't think that's hyperbole. The way both those guys played yesterday in that game alone was probably one of the best games we've ever seen in NFL history and probably two of the best quarterback performances we will ever see in NFL history. And I and I do not think that's hyperbole at all. The game was that spectacular. I don't know. I look at Josh Allen and the way he runs, just how good he's progressed, man. Like, people were writing Josh Allen off um, yeah. after his first two years. I mean, sub-60% completion percentage. Um, they, they were writing him off after, uh, after his first couple of years. That turnaround that he had last year and then carrying it over to this season, I mean, the throws he, were, he was making, man, and I get it. Gabe Davis routed up corners. They're falling down. But, I mean, it's like fourth down. you got to have it. Yeah. And he isn't looking at some underneath shit. He's going for your throat. He's going at your neck, man. And he's – Stephon Diggs. Back, he's rolling right, throws back across body. Stephon Diggs, two-point conversion. Gabe Davis, dart. I mean, everyone's talking about four Gabe Davis' blow-up game. Four on fourth down. Uh, yeah, everyone's Think about talking that. about fourth four down. Four, I'm not going for the fourth. I'm going four. for the, your jugular. I am trying to knock you out, TD. On a rope, man. No no kind of, like, listen, man. Josh Allen. Incredible. Incredible. And I'm seeing some people, I, I saw some stuff on Twitter talking about, like, you know, uh, they, they, they were basically comparing Malik Willis to Josh Allen, saying, I know he doesn't have the, I know he's not maybe <laughs> polished right now, but look at what Josh Allen did after that. Like, I'm, stop. This dude's 6'5", 250. And when he runs, man, like he, he runs like 
Derrick Henry in the open field. Like, he's a beast. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you're watching the 2020 version of Josh Allen, like I was, or you watch what he did last night. Just insane. Like, I, I, I literally have no words. But then you go to Patrick Mahomes and what he was able to do. 13 seconds. Now, granted, I don't know what the hell Leslie Frazier was doing. Beautiful play call. Just to get Tyreek the ball, boom, 17. Boom, do it again, yeah. get a couple of more. Put your kicker in position. He missed a couple of kicks, bangs it through, gets him to OT. But Mahomes, And they should have squibbed it, too. They should have yeah. squibbed it off, off the kickoff to, to, to get some more clock off. I, I didn't understand that at all. It just seemed like overthinking it Listen, to the highest degree. The most dangerous wide receivers in the NFL, I'm telling you right now, the most dangerous wide receivers in the NFL are Tyreek Hill and Jamar Chase. And I made this comparison late last night. I was talking with Nate List from Player Profiler, and a couple of people were like, Ray, that was the greatest analogy I've ever heard about anything. Jamar Chase and Tyreek Hill. Like, there are other great receivers in the NFL. Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown. I compare those guys to great champions in boxing. Floyd Mayweather, great champion, right? Like, boom, 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 just undefeated great champion. You've got the Canelo Alvarez's. You can go back to Rocky Marciano, Muhammad Ali, great champions. Jamar Chase and Tyreek Hill are like Mike Tyson, man. When they catch the ball, it is like a devastating knockout blow, bro. It's when every time they throw it to Tyreek, you're on the edge of your seat because you you know with limited volume, he can absolutely wreck your entire game plan. Jamar Chase, with limited volume in one catch, he can wreck your entire game. It's devastating. Mike Tyson level prime. Just, I, just, it doesn't matter how great you are. Those dudes can kill you on one play. Jamar Chase almost did it versus Tennessee. And when you saw Tyreek Hill catch that crossing route, he was gone. The speed yep. is, is, yo, it's, it's, it's insane, man, what he can do and that luxury that Patrick Mahomes has with him knowing if I just get him the ball in stride, he can make it happen. It, I don't, I, I, this is one I think is an instant NFL all-time great. You just said it. I talked about Matt Stafford's QBR at 67.7 being awesome. Two quarterbacks with 90-plus QBRs. Dude, I literally chills thinking about that game, and I feel so bad for Josh Allen because neither oh, of those quarterbacks yeah. deserve to lose that game. I honestly think Buffalo poses a bigger threat to Cincinnati than Kansas. I'm telling you right now, Jamar Chase is going to feast on that secondary. They they Bet did it. We, they did it already. I, I I think he and T Higgins are going to go nuclear versus this Kansas City defense. Now, on the other side of the ball, you do have Patrick Mahomes, and you said it. Led the team in rushing. Uh, the, the throw to Travis Kelsey in overtime, like as soon as they Oof. won the toss, whoever won the toss was going to win that game. Period, man. Yeah. I don't know what quarterback I'd rather have. If you're asking me, Jay, I honestly, I don't know. Flip a coin and I'll be you know, happy. If you, you take Mahomes you know what it and you reminded me, me Josh of, Allen, I'm happy. You know what it reminded me of, honestly, watching that game more than anything else, is it reminded me of, I believe it was would have been 2019, when Mahomes lost to Brady 
in the AFC title game in overtime, right? They were going back and forth, super close game, went to overtime, and Mahomes lost because he didn't get the ball back, right? And I just couldn't help but think about Josh Allen and in, in this game and watch how it's like this dude did everything he could to win the game, the same way Mahomes did everything he could to win the game. But you think about what corresponded from that. What, what ended up happening the following year? Mahomes came back hungrier. He came back better. He came back stronger. And they won the Super Bowl. And while I don't think that the Bills need much to win, they just need to have everything go right for them, make all the right plays, and they just got beat by one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever seen. And unfortunately in football, this just happens. But I couldn't help but think about that comparison because it's just like two all-time great quarterbacks having an all-time great performance, but only one of them can win the game. Yeah. But Josh Allen will come back stronger than ever. It's going to hurt, but he's going to come back with so much a vengeance. I I honestly, I can't wait to watch it. It's going to be amazing. You look at their team, man. They're set up well, right? Um, Dude, what's crazy is Josh Allen, 329, four touchdowns. Stephon Diggs, three catches, seven yards. Three catches, seven (laughs) yards. (laughs) Stephon Diggs, three catches. Dawson Knox. What the hell happened to Stephon Diggs? Dawson Knox. Well, they brat. They did. They, they, what they did to Stephon Diggs, they better do it to Jamar Chase. Whatever defensive philosophy they deployed, to eliminate Stefan Diggs, you can live with T. Higgins beating you. Like I said, Jamar Chase will Mike Tyson gut punch you, knock you out. 70 yards, 80 yards. Whatever they did to Diggs, they better do the same damn thing to Chase, or else they will get they will get annihilated. And we will see Joe we'll Shiesty, see. Joe Cool, Joey, whatever you want to call him, in Los Angeles for the Super Bowl because they will destroy them. This team is set up well. I mean, Devin Singletary proved a lot towards the end of that season. They bring him back. Maybe they find another running back to compliment him. I saw TJ Yeldon getting in the game. Uh, Gabe Davis coming back. I believe Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders are gone, but you still have Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis. I'm seeing a lot of mocks. Maybe they take J-Mo at the end of the the first round. Add some young speed with Josh Allen. That would be nice. I like J-Mo. But they got to find some defense, man. You cannot... Like, you can play the – and that's my thing with Tyreek Hill. and Like, you can play perfect defense versus him. Man. He caught a damn crossing yeah. route, and he outran. Now, here's my issue with that play. The NFL, first of all, they're, unconsi- they're inconsistent all the way around because now that is money time. It doesn't – vaccinated or unvaccinated, we ain't going to test you. It don't even matter anymore. Just, just the hell with it, right? Like w- – if I were some other teams, I'd be like, that's bullshit, man. Like, you're making my players sit out, but now that we get here, it doesn't even matter anymore? Yep. Another another topic for another day. But Tyreek Hill, en route to the end zone, he chunked up the deuce in the face of the Buffalo Bills defenders. I was so happy. Now, I've seen them so call happy. some of those plays back. Listen, I'm just a messenger. Just be consistent. That's all I'm saying. Be consistent. If I were a Buffalo Bills fan, I'd be pissed off. Because you call that sometimes, you don't call it up. Be consistent, NFL, in your rules. That was a clear t- – he wasn't in the end zone. He was like at the six-yard line. And what's to say if they call a taunt and they don't – they take the touchdown off the board, maybe they don't get in. Buffalo's got a shot to win. Just be consistent, right? Um, just uh, – uh, there aren't enough superlatives to put on the quarterback performances. The overtime rules are terrible. 
I would like to see both teams at least get a shot, like a modified college version of it. Like, I love the college overtime, overtime rules because you know both teams are going to get a shot to, to win the game. Um, but this one, I, I can't wait to watch it back. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, if you have him in Dynasty, man, just you're happy. And I think Josh Allen is going to come back with the vengeance next year. And Buffalo will be better. Um, just that Patrick Mahomes, what do you say? This is four straight AFC title games for Patrick Mahomes. Yep. It could be three straight Super Bowls. Three straight Super Bowls. Um, That's, you know, unheard of level. It's, even if even if he only wins one, like to go to three straight. Oh, yeah. And, and here we go. We got a Bills fan to say I can confirm. Very pissed. <laughs> I would. I would be too. Just be consistent. So real quick, um, before we get out of here, Jay, we got the Niners and the Rams, the Bengals and the Chiefs. Early predictions, who do you have in the Super Bowl? Oh, I have the Niners and I got the Chiefs. Niners, Chiefs again? Yeah, Niners, Chiefs, for sure. Lock it in. I've got Rams, Bengals. I've got Rams, Bengals in the Super Bowl, which is just, which is insane. Okay. Um, but just great weekend of football. I know it's going to be over all the airways today. Uh, uh, there were some people asking about the mock. Yes, we will do the mock the mock draft uh, review tomorrow. Just this weekend of football. I told Jay last night, I don't care. Mock's getting bumped. Everything's getting pushed back. Q&A on Wednesday. Isaiah Spiller, his ass got bumped to Thursday. There was no way we were going to start the show today and spend five minutes on the games because – as a as a as a sports fan, that I would have paid for this weekend of football. If this were on pay per view, I would have paid for it. I would have rather paid for Chiefs Bills than I did that damn Logan Paul, Jake Paul, Jake Paul, whatever fight that I bought, man, whatever fight I bought, I would have rather paid for this. Uh, it was just an amazing weekend of football, y'all. The, the quarterback landscape is in good shape. If you're in Dynasty and you're thinking about drafting. Uh, Sam Howell, 101, you ain't getting one of these kind of cats in this 2022 class. But we'll take a look at Mel Kuyper's mock. I appreciate y'all tapping into the show. Let's get it tomorrow. Subscribe to the show. Thumbs up. Like the content. Sub to the newsletter. And if you want access to us, support us all on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Prospect Talk. We'll be back tomorrow to talk Mel Kuyper. I'm still basking in just football glory, man. It was awesome. We love y'all. We out of this thing. Peace.